This episode is dedicated to Eric Ries, the founder of Big Mood Coach. Eric was a fellow brother in recovery, and may he rest in peace. Eric leaves behind a beautiful family, community, and a wonderful son. Um, We have a lot of respect for Eric, and he was an amazing individual, and he left a wonderful legacy. We ask that you share this episode. If you know anyone out there that's dealing with addiction, dealing with mental health issues, you know, share the podcast, share resources, don't give up on them, you know, take it one day at a time with them. That's what Eric would want. That's what he was passionate about. Gratitude, having love, and um, he was a gentle giant, and he will be missed. God bless. This is part one of Eric Ries' tribute from the Brothers in Recovery, Pop Buchanan, Chris Marshall, founder of Sands Bar, Sober's Dope Podcast. Thank you. Because like I say all the time, I came out here with nothing. I came out here with nothing and uh, now I have lots. Now I have abundance. So be grateful, bitch. And you haven't arrived. The world is about to be turned upside down, but stay grateful. Your neighbor, your neighbor is, is, is love your neighbor like you love yourself. One of the most important commandments of Jesus. If you say that you are a Christian or a spiritual person, love your neighbor like you love yourself, no matter how many followers they have, no matter whose flag is in front of their house, love your neighbor like you love yourself. Never take your foot off the gas. And let me say why why this is the best time to be alive really quick. This is the one thing I didn't touch on. So people say this is the most divided we've ever been. In my life, Tim, this is the most divided we've ever been. And it's very scary. But this still, at its worst, is the best time to be alive ever. More freedom of information. Bitch, I can fucking pull this shit up and find anything I want to. Where are hamsters indigenous to? Have you ever seen a hamster in the wild? Where do they go before they're in the pet store? I asked my phone. Syria, did you know that? Hamsters are in Syria. In the Mediterranean as well. Did you know that, bitch? I didn't know that. And now I know that. It's the best time to be alive. Freedom of information. Good information and bad information. Quality information. Quality journalism. Bad journalism. Podcasts. Creativity. You can create and like we're doing, we can create and throw it on the internet. Free to do it. Free to say whatever we want. It's the best time to be alive. Best time to be alive. Especially if you're a black man. No matter how fucked up things are, there's never been a better time to be black. Never been a better time to be black. You know, never. So despite don't don't forget that. So what are the what are the takeaways today? You haven't arrived, bitch. Uh, think of a life in, of abundance. This is the best year of this is the best year of my life. The world is about to end, but these are your fucking neighbors. Love your neighbor like you never, love yourself. And this is the best fucking time to be alive. Be grateful, bitch. We're out of here. Let that bitch breathe. We out. We out. We out.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, friends and family. You're listening to the Sober's Dope podcast. This segment is called Brothers in Recovery. And I have the honor of meeting with my fellow brothers in recovery. I have Chris Marshall, the founder of Sands Bar, on the line. Chris, what's up, brother? Hey, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. And for some context for everyone, the Brothers in Recovery consists of Pop Buchanan, myself, Chris, um, Quentin Venny, Brandon Be Happy, and our late friend um, Eric Riaz. And um, this episode is just to commemorate Eric and just to shout him out and for the brothers to connect. We're going to use the Sober's Dope podcast as our central hub, and we're excited. So, Chris, how you feeling? Tell us about Sands Bar. What's going on with you real quick while we got you here? Yeah, I mean, first of all, thanks for doing this, Pop. I appreciate you. appreciate uh, having the space to come together and collectively uh, lift up our fallen brother and uh, also talk about what it means to, to, to be brothers in recovery. So thank you so much for just even opening this up. I appreciate you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just wanted to come here today. I like you busy, uh, but just wanted to come into this space because what I built sans bar is about connection. And, uh, I just felt such a, such a kindred spirit with everyone, all, all these men. Um, you know, there's not a lot, I don't see myself reflected a lot when I'm out there in the world doing events and stuff. And so it was nice just to, to connect with you and you all. And then even now, um, to connect, and I think that's going to be important going forward is that we all continue to connect with each other. Likewise, likewise, brother. Um, you know, I like to believe that uh, as a fellow brother in recovery, that uh, we're making an impact and that we're reaching people out there, especially uh, black men in the community and from there reaching everyone else. And I do believe, although it is, you know, we don't always show up. I'm sure we're out there. I'm sure it's a bunch of us out there making those strides. But as long as we set the example, that's going to carry because sometimes it's not just about abstinence or sobriety for somebody. They might see our message and say, you know what? I'm not going to have that beer today. I'm actually going to go to the gym or I'm going to take this step. So it's important. So while we're here, I definitely want to ask you, um, well, one, we want to shout out everyone at Eric Rias's family, um, definitely his son. And um, we just he was definitely a motivator for me. Uh, you, I just love seeing his bright photos and he always had the dope clothes on. He always had that good energy. And when he did our segment for Brothers in Recovery, he was just so smooth and had so much energy. He was talking about how he was teaching his son heart mapping and heart. And that just blew my mind at how deep he was. And it, it was a big loss for us and um, for the whole recovery community. So from your perspective, how did how does it how did it make you feel losing a fellow brother? in recovery and um and what's your thoughts on eric uh r.i.p first of all um you know sincerely and condolences to 
close friends and family, uh, you know, just full disclosure, like we weren't that close, but the time that we did spend on that panel and then just subsequently following someone on Instagram, I think uh, we take this idea of following people on Instagram to be a very light and casual thing. I don't, I don't, (laughs) I don't, I don't follow everybody on Instagram. If I follow someone, it's because I really believe in what they're doing and I want to learn from them. And, and, and Eric was one that I wanted to learn from. And uh, just as a father, a lot of what he said resonated with me. Uh, and so to hear of his, uh, his passing, uh, it was a, a shock. Um, and I was just heartbroken for his family. Uh, but I also recognized that uh, all we can do is to continue to, to just live in a more connected way. Uh, we always talked about getting together and always, well, that's all, you know, on our little chat, we always got to get together, right. got to make this happen. It just never happened because we didn't make the time to make it happen. Right. And, uh, you know, in, in, in his honor and for everyone who is, who has been lost to this thing, um, I believe it's essential for us to, to make this a priority. And that's why I'm here today. I mean, I, I literally in the middle of my day, just like, you know what, we got an opportunity to, to record this. Let's record it because, uh, we don't know if there's going to be another chance. Absolutely. And I felt the same way. And um, and it, it, it's a common thing with me and my boys and just brotherhoods is, you know, we have these holidays or birthdays. We link up and then we all say, yo, we got to do this more. We have to connect. And then we all kind of go our separate ways and we fight the battles of life. And um, I think it's important that we go back to the tribal nature um that our ancestors had and just coming together in community that's more important now than ever especially in a world where everything is um set up for us to be divided coming out of a pandemic come on so social isolation and all of that it just put another layer on top of it so i'm definitely into make it i'm glad we made the effort today and yeah for me um what i want to uh, how i want to pay tribute to eric is to shed light on mental health. He was very passionate about mental health and he was also passionate about recovery and he was passionate about reaching out to men. Um, that was the, one of the initiatives he was working on. I just met up with one of my other brothers, um, Martin John Garcia and Martin was saying that him and Eric was talking and Eric was really passionate about setting up something for men. Mm. And um, I just want to let the community know anyone that's listening to this, Especially for everyone that has a platform, if you have a platform um, and you're dealing with mental health on top of addiction and we call that comorbidity, some of us are dealing with a lot of stuff, man. Don't let your platform restrict you from reaching out for help. And this is not just because we don't necessarily know the circumstances on how our friend Eric passed away. We're speaking to the larger picture and out of respect for his family and everything. Mm-hmm. But there's a theme when you have a platform. Eric had a big platform, big mood coach. And I'm so bestowed you sans bar. We all have some type of platform, but we're still addicts in recovery. Right. And we have to remember that, that in the event that something goes wrong in our recovery, we don't, 
let our platform deny us access for help. Mm-hmm. Like we should be able to still reach out to people and say, look, I know I'm on billboards talking about sobriety in Times Square, but I'm in trouble right now and I need help. Despite all of that shit, I'm still a human. I'm still an addict in recovery and I still need help. So I'm letting anyone know out there if you are struggling in addiction and you know me or you know Chris, don't hide it from us. We don't care about social media. We don't care about what the hell platform you have. If you're ju- if you know us, just reach out to us. Make a call. Send a text. Inbox us. Hey, I'm in trouble right now. Heard the podcast. Can't trust everyone. Can you help? And I'm sure we'll be do as much as we can to stop you from going over the edge. Right, Chris? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think that uh, the word platform is just such a, a loaded word anyways, because right. Platforms are like where you dive off of. And, you know, the higher your platform is, the harder the fall. And I think wow. that's the fear. Wow, that's right. the fear is that the higher the, the higher you get up. And, and if I'm honest, like that's been something that I've struggled with in my sobriety is like the higher my platform gets, the more I struggle with being uh, vulnerable, like truly vulnerable. Like, you know, there's there's that performative vulnerability where we say like, oh, you know, here's my past and here's who I used to be but we don't talk about who we are today. We don't say, this is where I'm struggling today. This is where I'm hurting today. This is where I'm unsure of myself today. This is where I'm, I'm feeling um, unstable today. We don't say that. And again, this is, this is a separate and apart from, from, from Eric's life. And I want to be very clear about that. I'm just speaking of my own experience and in my own experience, I felt like the platform uh, at, at the, at the level it's at, is very intimidating. Uh, and you feel as though uh, if you were to say that you're less than 100%, that people would start to worry about you. Um, so that's why I continue to just make myself right-sized. I just make myself right-sized by, by checking with other people. I have a very small circle of people who know uh, pretty much everything. And when I stop checking in with those people, I stop taking care of myself in those specific ways, that's an indication that I'm not okay. Even if I don't recognize it within myself, those folks recognize like, hey, Chris isn't okay. Right. So we had um, lost another friend in recovery. This was back, this was almost, this was back in November. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm not going to mention his name because his family's still healing, but he mm-hmm. also had another brand and stuff. And and it just reminded me of one of my initial episodes I did on Soap is Dope when we was talking about the stages of relapse. And I think without the proper education in regards to your addiction, I think you're going to have you're not going to have enough spiritual, emotional, mental and physical armor to fight the battle of addiction. It goes beyond sometimes the meetings. It goes beyond sometimes just, you know, one day at a time. It, it It's almost like knowing your triggers and knowing the stages and understanding. So relapsing in secrecy and through these stages is sometimes people relapse mentally before they even relapse physically. They relapse emotionally. Mm-hmm. It starts in some stages about going back to slippery places. It's, it seems humble. You may go start talking to a slippery person, someone you used to be used with or someone who used to be you know, codependent. Um, and then it starts with, okay, well, they changed their life and maybe we can, uh, maybe let's go back to the old bar in the old neighborhood. Then it's like, well, let me, this person might have the same car. It might smell the same way it did six 
six years ago. They might still be smoking. It might trigger you. You might run into an ex. Then you might start checking in with people like you said, which is a form of relapse in the secrecy because now you're creating distance. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And these triggers and these behaviors sometimes is important to identify, especially while we're on the while we're speaking about it, because people be excuse my language. F, well, I'm not going to effing up just way before they actually relapse. Mm-hmm. It starts with just not going to meetings, starting to say, well, I got this covered or, you know, um, it could be something that's, you know, changing your diet, going on a bad diet, gaining too much weight, losing a job, not having the same finances you had when you was up. Um, and we need to talk about that, too. Finances and recovery. What it looked like if you hit rock bottoms financially. And now you're in recovery and you just depressed. Depression and recovery. What happens if you just get sad? Somebody breaks up with you. You lose a family member. There's a lot in our day to day that could shift us away from the euphoria of recovery and the pink cloud and all of that shit in the community. And we have to acknowledge it in public in real time and say, yo, you're dealing with all of this. So keep your processes tight and understand yourself. If you know you're not solving in your recovery, Go back to AA meetings once or twice a week or every day if you need to. Right. What's your thoughts on that, brother? Yeah, I think one thing that. uh, One thing that came to mind as you were talking, and it's weird, I never played football. I never played football. I don't know why that came to mind, (laughs) but uh, I thought about a football field. and I thought about how the conditions of the game change all the time. and the way that you practice a play you practice may start to break down. But if you have the fundamentals, you know what you know what the basic you know, route is or you know what the basic play is, no matter what the condition is, you're able to perform. And I think that's the same that. way with recovery. It's like, you know, things may break down, things may change and shift and evolve. But if you have a basic process, a basic plan that no matter what's going to happen, I'm going to do these things no matter what. I'm going to check in with my spiritual practice, no matter what. I'm going to maintain a a diet of this, this, and this, no matter what. I'm going to connect and remain honest. And when you stop, when, you know, when uh, life happens, and it always will, something's something's always going to happen. (laughs) Right. You know, there's no way you get through life without some complications. Something's going to happen every single day to you. Um, But having a plan and sticking with it. And then when those things, like you said, you start falling away from those things. The play breaks down. You start to you start to panic, and when you panic, and when you get when you get outside of what was planned, things start to fall apart. And I think that's, I guess, in my mind, I had this very mental picture of sticking with the plan, no matter what, no matter what happens, no matter what the defense shows, no matter what the 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 crowd does, no matter what the atmosphere is doing. It could be snowing. It could be one hundred and thirty degrees. I'm going to stick with the plan. The second that uh, I stop doing that, I'm in trouble. Absolutely. I love that, man. You got it because them them players go out there. I mean, I I was telling my girl, I was like, with all of the money in the NFL, they didn't build domes yet on every and every damn for every team. Like, do we really have to do with Tundra Tiger Snow in the middle of a Broncos game? They're like, hey, there's football. And I'm like, hey, the guys got to go out there. Um, and 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 we could the the analogy could go deeper. One team could be playing in Miami and the other team could be playing um, in Colorado somewhere and the weather be totally polarized. 
the team in Miami wins. The guys out there got to deal with a frozen football and they might lose that game because of conditions and no one cares. You just lost mm-hmm. the game. So you have to, right? It's like someone might be dealing with something else on one part. Of, it was one way in recovery. You have to deal with your circumstances differently. And for me, I, I like what I, what I start to do now is I realize like you're never going to feel better or you can't solve any problem by using it. Never. I'm telling you, after all my years and I'm 42 years old, I'm very certain that no matter what pain you feeling, what level of depression, how whoever broke up with you, how sad you are, you take a drink of that damn alcohol. You use them drugs. You will not feel better. You will feel worse. You will compound on the problem. So don't fool yourself. Right. Sometimes the brain is extremely insidious. It has a way of trying to seek a external stimulus to shift perception. The brain, mm. they have animals that will literally like hit they like certain type of wolves or dogs that will hit their head to get a, a change in certain type of. Um, I, I, when I was in Florida, I saw a type of lizard. They will, they will climb up all the way to the top of the light to it blinds them and fall all, all the way down, hit the floor and do it again. Why? Cause they get in this rush. They don't know why they're doing it, mm. but they'll get back up there and do it all night. I'm like, mm. you know what? You have to understand how to shift your brain when need be go learn how to meditate, go for long walks. Also, Find something to do. Creativity tames the beast. One of the biggest things for Sober is Dope is um, always be creating. God's the creator. He created us or he creates things. If you don't believe in God, something creates all of this that where we didn't do it. And something created me. I know damn sure. And my mom and dad, too. So I created them. We are here and we're the most beautiful expressions of life. Right. You were made to create. You was handed the baton, go and create, create life, create properties, create art, create music, create, create. When you're not creating, that's when boredom and depression ensues. Find some shit to do. You run a bar. It's busy. It's stressful. It's crazy. But it's yours. It's your baby. And you're creating every day. Right. So you barely have the time to get crazy with it because you like, nah, I have this to do. Now, if you sit at home all day and you're like, I'm not drawing, writing, doing anything. I'm not doing nothing but watching Netflix. The hell you think is going to happen eventually? Your brain is going to start seeking some outside stimulus because you're bored. You break up boredom by going to do some shit with your life. So, yeah, man. So, Chris, man, I, I love it. I love it. So what are you up to these days and how are you doing? Uh, oh, I mean, these days I'm working on my own book, which is yes. so ironic. So ironic it. you say about creativity. I'm working <laughs> on my own book. Um, and just to just to add to what you said, I know we're, we're still yeah, on time nah, here, we but, good. We good. but uh, I just want to add on to what you said about um, the time piece or, or, or not time, but uh, how you feel. Right. So I, I agree. I agree that um, if you don't have these other, you know, stimulus and internally you're, you're certain in what you're doing, you're going to seek that externally. I believe it goes deeper than that. I believe it's a mistake to judge the quality of your recovery based on how you feel, period. Nice. I like that, man. Period. Wow. And let me explain why. Because what did I write the other day? Oh, uh, using your emotions to fuel your recovery is like putting water in your gas tank. 
Wow. I love that, man. That's heavy, bro. Because when you put water in your gas tank, it's going to go, it's going to show full, right? It's going to show right. that you're filled up, filled up. How far do you get with water in your gas tank? <laughs> nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. You get, you don't even get far. You get nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. Right? Right. And you actually damaged, you know, your whole car because you put something in it that wasn't, it wasn't meant to be right. Like right. you can't fuel your recovery on based how you feel. So even good feelings, the pink clouds, right. the good moments, the high fives, the 10,000 followers, the whatever it is, is no way to base your, your, the health of your recovery. Neither is feeling depressed or feeling down. Those are conditions that go up and down all the time. I think you base your recovery on measurable and observable things. Nice. I'm trying. Mm. I did. I did. You know, those things that I did, did I get up today and, um, call someone? Did I get up and show up? Was I present? What What can I measure? What can I observe? Not what do I feel? I love it, man. I love that, brother. I love that. And no matter what, when that day's over, you're going to be able to say, at least I didn't use today. And mm-hmm. that's a victory mm-hmm. in itself. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll qualify all of that with um about uh, and I tell every I, this is where I had a traumatizing experience. I went to help a family. I started driving a truck in November. Right. And uh, so from November, this, uh, December, January, February, March, I was driving this truck across country and it was overwhelming, man. It's like I was alone. I had to leave my house. My girl for weeks at a time went to Colorado, Mississippi. I did all of this stuff. At that time, there was other stuff not working out in my life. I lost my uncle. I lost my cousin. I just lost one of my cousins this week i lost one of my managers and the other day i was sitting down and i was like you know i'm in this bright place because things shifted in my life but when i was thinking about myself in the heat of that whole moment i was really depressed and having doubts because i'm like man you know i can't give sober as dope the attention i need i'm driving this truck the truck is overwhelming i lost my uncle i, I don't know what to do i'm going through all of this stuff i got issues with my mom and it's just, it was just all of this stuff And then I was like, oh, but I'm sober. And it changed my whole perspective because I I just remember the promise I made to God and myself. I said, if no matter what, I'm going to always keep this promise because I was going to die if I didn't get sober. And because I stuck with it, I'm alive today. And I'm like, I'm never going to forget this beautiful gift that I was given of a second chance. Mm. So despite what the hell is going on, I mean, the world could be falling apart. I'm like, I don't know. It might be our last day. The media right hit. But I'm like, but I'm sober. And that's how I go out, because that sometime is how you know you're going to live to fight another day. You're going to get through this. All of the cliches they used to say, cloudy skies pass, busy tames the beast, keep it simple, stupid. All of these things, man, these are things that's prophetic almost, man. It's like, you know, they're biblical almost like this stuff is real. So to anyone out there, this is just a testimony to us. You might be at rock bottom financially right now, sober. Somebody you love may have broke up with you. You may be going through the darkest moment of your life. Like Chris said, don't judge your recovery based on that. Don't judge it on how you feel. Just always keep in mind that you're in recovery and you're getting better, stronger every day, despite how you may feel. Mm-hmm. You get better, man. There's no nothing better than your recovery because we know the alternative is hell to pay. We all got our ass kicked by our addictions and we all paid that. We got our asses handed to. I know I did. 
Yeah, I could give you 10,000 examples of days where I woke up and said, gee, what the hell am I doing, man? Like I got jumped, lost a wallet, almost stabbed and my girl broke up me. I got no money. This one ain't talking to me, lost a house. And, you know, for what? Just because of for what? Right. So this is a beautiful thing of ours. The sacred thing of ours called recovery is a beautiful thing. And and the message now we have to fine tune it a bit. No matter who you are, no matter where you at, no matter what platform you are, no matter, I don't care what it is, you're in recovery, right? I I would think, I think almost calling people addicts is like, I think we are all like, we know that, that thought, that, that idea that we're always addicts, we're always going to be struggling. But the idea is you're always in recovery. Right. I I, I like that better because I like that better because I, I, you know. I, I personally have learned that whatever I focus on grows. And if I focus on the fact that I had this issue, that I had this problem, then that's where I, that's where my focus is. When I focus on the fact that I am in recovery, I made a decision to get better. Right. I make that decision every, every single day I wake up, I make the decision to keep getting better, not to not to not get sick. Right. Like exactly. I, I, you know, yeah, I, I, I focus on that. So uh, I'm with you on that one for sure. So there, there you have it. This is a, this is beautiful. I needed this today. And, and, you know, and it's just it's the it's the little things, man. Like you see, you see, like, like there's the window, the trees, the light, you know, it's like perspective. We live to fight another day, no mm. matter where you are, who you are. Your life is precious. And um, and I had another revelation today and I'll, and I'll wrap here. I was walking to the doctor's office. I had a I had a, a break and I said, I'm a walk. But the doctor's office is almost seven miles away. So I walked from Queens to Brooklyn. It was a crazy trek. I was like, I don't know why I got myself into this. I had shoes on and stuff. I was like, but I did. But when I was walking, I said, God, I, a part of me remembers before I came to this place called Earth, mm. how much I wanted to come, how much I had to go through to get here. And I have an idea, knowing my personality, I must have made a real big case to come here. Like it must have been a big deal. And I did. It must. It was a trillion to one. God was like, yeah, all right, you're on, you could go. But then now you got to compete with all these sperm cells to fertilize that egg kid. Now, if you could beat that, I'm like, I could beat them. And I did. Then now I'm born. And then don't, when you have a bad day, you got to remember Yo, you kind of wanted to be here, bro. If you look at higher consciousness, we here because we probably just really wanted to be mm-hmm. here. Like we mm-hmm. chose to do this. So give your life a chance, whether it's and don't look at your life as something that should pay you or something that your life isn't a slave to you. Your life is a gift. Mm-hmm. Love it. Nurture it. Right. Like if it's a bad day, remember, if you have water and you could go outside for a nice walk and you and you could get an apple, buy a little apple or even one grape then you're alive, baby. You on earth because those are the fundamentals that we need. We just need basic love, some sunlight, some water and some love. Love yourself. You're listening to Sobers, though, Brothers in Recovery. We have Chris Marshall. Shout out to our other brothers in recovery, Quentin Venny, Brandon. Be happy. We love you guys, Chris. Eric Riaz, we love you. We love you. We love you. Rest in peace, brother. You have you did leave legacy mm-hmm. and we acknowledge that you kicked mm-hmm. ass, bro. And mm-hmm. and you're going to um do uh you, 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 your legacy will live on and just rest in peace, brother. We love you. Listen, if you want to f- listen to this episode, go to SobersDope.com. Chris, before we go, let them know where they can find you. 
Yeah, Instagram, Sands underscore bar. My website, thesandsbar.com. All right. Love you all. Showbiz, dope. Brothers in recovery over and out. Peace.